it's a new year. And with that comes with New Year's resolutions, eating right, exercising, and just all around health. Baron Beard got you covered when it comes to beard oil. Being all natural with his most requested Arctic E formula and a signature white bottle, that gives you them good vitamins and nutrients, not only for your beard, but for your skin as well. And for people like me who are in the armed forces who have to stay clean shaven all the time, this is a great product. With argan oil, hemp seed, and more essentials just like it, this is a guaranteed product of satisfaction. To get your beard oil or other hair essentials, go to www.bearinbeard.club and also go follow on all social media platforms at Beard. That's B-E-A-R-I-N-B-E-A-R-D. What's going on, world? It's another edition of your favorite podcast, Dad Zombies, with your host, Ken, and my co-host, Bear with the beard. Bringing you another edition of Dead Zombies. Back in the fact with it. Back, the boys is back in town. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I hate us thought we had uh, stopped because we missed the week. And y'all might hear this one a little late, but you listen. Y'all just don't understand what's been going on these last few weeks that kept us from doing this. <clears throat> I pretty much ain't have a laptop to even work off of. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how you do that. I don't even know. I don't know what you. That's like going to the restroom without your cell phone. Like I would no, never travel. Not. No, 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 because I would never travel and get on the road without my laptop. Like never. I didn't think that I would be gone this long. Uh, for those who know that I'm back in the military, I'm a special a, agent. No, no, hell no. I'm not being a special agent. Anyway, I got a job that I have to complete while I'm up here, and I could be up here for X amount of time. Don't know. But I came up here unprepared for the length of time that I am up here. My boy so, came with the CIA now. Yeah. No, what the fuck? No, I'm not in the CIA. <laughs> bro, I'm not nothing like, bro, I'm not like special forces. I'm nothing special, bro. I'm nothing special. Yeah. Just a regular old soldier, dog. That's all I am, bro. Regular old soldier. My boy, top secret. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, how how your how your week been? Nah, before you get into your week, make sure y'all go for our first time listeners and continue with listeners. Make sure y'all go share, subscribe, comment on all major podcast platforms at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor. Anywhere you get your podcast, make sure you send it to a friend, a family member, an ex, a cousin, whoever you want to send it to. Like I said, yeah. Dad's Zombies, D A W D Z O M B I E. But back to you, bro. What what what's, what has been like, bro? Besides surviving uh, Snowmageddon, I think you know <laughs> this has been a a whirlwind of a year already. Um, yeah, never seen. Never thought I was gonna see Houston freeze over to the point, you know, that it causes yes, yeah, not only shut down, but causes millions and millions of dollars in damage. Let's we can go back to, you know, you look at people on the roads that was traveling. Um, we had massive wrecks and stuff like that. Um, we also had, you know, people who was, you know, at sub-zero temperatures, you know, we're not prepared for something like that. Um, you know, people up north, they talk about, oh, you know, why they can Shit, like if a hurricane come hit y'all right now, y'all not gonna know what to do because y'all y'all have never seen nothing like that. You've seen when a hurricane came and hit New York, like that was the most devastating thing they've seen. <laughs> but you know, you talk about a snowstorm hitting Houston, Texas. Oh nah. That's 
That's, that's got harp written all over it. Yeah, that was something that we hadn't seen. Like, it snowed in Houston before, bro, but it never got to the point where we were out of power and water. Yeah. Like, that That was almost like a winter hurricane. Really? It really In was. a sense. Because it froze over for a couple of days. Uh, power was out. And for those who up north and y'all got something to say, forget y'all. <laughs> I'm going to use my nice words. <laughs> and I don't care about y'all opinions. I don't care if we wasn't prepared. Y'all can't drive in the snow. No, we can't. No, we can't. No, we can't. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to just drive in the snow like that. Like that's it should ever, snow like this. You got to collectively teach a society to prepare for disasters. You know, and that's why people move to certain regions. Like every region has their own disaster. But you know, within the systems, not only in jobs and schools and everything else. They prepare for stuff like that. Like California, they prepare for earthquakes. You know, they there's drills and stuff. In Kansas, there's tornado drills. In Houston, ain't no drills for blizzards and pipes <laughs> bursting. And that's why people pipes burst. And you know what? I'm and I pray. Like I'm still fast. I'm trying to fast to the. I say trying. Like I'm trying to do something. But you know, <laughs> I was like the whole time. Like I would just pray. I said, Lord, please do not let one of these pipes burst. Like that's the only. My that was my biggest fear. Cause I was like, then you got to deal with the sheetrock and the flooring and all that stuff. And not the problem is, is that all the plumbers are booked. So people mm-hmm. are literally sitting there with their water off still to this day because they can't get a plumber into their house to fix what needs to be fixed. And then they don't got sheetrock. So people have to get sheetrock from Louisiana and neighboring States. Like, it's crazy. Like this is like, it's, it turns all economy upside down in in a matter of three days. Yeah, I know somebody who said they bath. Somebody, they he said they neighbor's bathtub was in his bathtub. He told me, "Man, I got a bathtub in my bathtub." Wow! Because in his apartment, the pipes had burst, so the sheetrock had got all loose and wet, and it came straight through the flow. Boy, I'd have went and put my arm under that in between them bathtubs and told my wife take a picture. I'm like, "Baby, <laughs> we about to get paid." <laughs> Such a negro. Such a Negro. Bro, being up here in Dallas, um, I thought Houston was a mess when it comes to weather. I think it just might be Texas, period, because I'm up here in Dallas, and I have experienced in these last few weeks a bunch of different seasons. Mm-hmm. When I first got up here, it was a little cool. Then it got hot. Then it rained. Then it got cold and it rained. Mm-hmm. Then I thought it was going to snow. But it didn't. It got 45 degrees that morning. It was like a high 50. And guess what today was? A beautiful day. It was 75 degrees outside. It's shorts and shirt weather. Maybe it's the oil or something. I'm surprised I haven't got sick at this point. Maybe it's the the fumes or something. The carbon output that we put out there. I don't know, man. I, I couldn't tell you. All I know is that I'm looking to move far far away he want to move near the equator i'm trying to get off the grid like like more i look at you know natural disasters and stuff like that the more i look at canada as a viable solution to my uh, problem (laughs) you know it gets real cold up there bro that's fine that's fine i i I like the cold that's you know i gotta say i wasn't tripping with the cold but you know i definitely would prefer cold over hurricane any day (laughs) 
But Snowmageddon over Hurricane. Any day. Like, I didn't even know that snowstorms had names like Hurricanes did. I didn't know that neither. We never have none to find out. <laughs> when I was, like, on my way driving up here, it said road conditions may be a little uh, off limits because of, uh, what is it called, winter storm Irma? I was like, who is, is Irma? Who is Irma? And then, for one, like, why do you be picking these names? Like... <laughs> Hey, I really think they got like a basket full of names. Just draw it out of a hat, just shake a hat before they get on the news. Yeah, but in uh, in other Texas news, as of today, which what today is? Today is February the second. Texas Independence Day. Almost, damn near. No, it is. It is. I'm telling you, it is. You know how I know it is because it's my LB birthday. Shout out to my LB. Oh, okay. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Kush. Texas. Oh, and he, yeah, he's from up here. I'm up here with him. Oh, yeah, um, he is. He's full work, but he in Houston right now. But, yeah. Well, I'm in Dallas. Man, it's like everybody from somewhere no, 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 no. moves somewhere right else. Now, I'm going to tell you now, you can't put Dallas in Fort Worth. I've learned this the whole time. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not Fort saying Worth that. Fort Worth, they do not like that shit. <laughs> no, I know. Trust me. My it's boy two from Bear Hill. It's two different entities. But now, as of today, uh, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, had uh had a press conference today and said he will be lifting the mass mandatory mass band effective March uh tenth, I believe. Yeah, March tenth. Every How you time feeling about that? Every every time somebody says that or brings that up, I get a little tickle in my throat. Of COVID? No, not of COVID, nigga. I'm just <laughs> just being sarcastic. But damn, like that shit makes me gulp like Fuck, like, you're going to send us out there? Like, you're going to really, like, it's one thing because people are listen. you know, once, you know, once that, that rule is out there, people are listen, people are follow. I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, with masks on, cool. But now you're telling people they could do what they want to do, you know. And, and you restaurants know, and companies are opening up at 100%. Ooh. You know what that's going to do? That's going to force people to get the vaccine. Because that's going to spike our damn numbers back up, which is going to force them to quarantine us back again, which they can then come in and then say, hey, we got this vaccine. Y'all niggas need it. Yeah, I think it's it's almost like a conflict because in a sense, you can look at it from two different ways. You can look at it and say in the in the way that you're saying, OK, yeah, it's going to spike it up. Now we got to get mandatory. But in the way he's he's looking at it like, man. He don't want to infringe on so many people's civil uh, rights because, you know, once you start doing one thing, it's, it's almost like a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm, it's, I, it's, I, it's a little talks about trying to go up in our house and get our guns, which is not about to happen. I know not in the state of Texas. It's not about to happen. They could. But, you, you, you know, in the, with conversations like that, when you infringe on our... Um, what is it called? Constitutional rights. Uh huh. They, you know, he's trying to protect it, and I, and I get that. I, I get that too. I just know that that's also, you know, that's long term play. Like, you know, I'm thinking about this as Chuckers, not, you know, not just one move. Uh, well, I said Chuckers. Damn, yes, I'm so blessed. I love some Chuckers, boy. Um, <laughs> my boy Lamey be trying to teach me how to play chess, but boy, I'm staying on some Chuckers, but. You know, just looking at the long-term play, we could be in a situation to where, you know, we are now forced because of, you know, risk to society, basically. 
Uh, we're getting so close to what's called herd immunity from what they say um, to where, you know, this can be all, I don't know. I look at it from both sides. I look at it from, you know, from an economical side. Yeah. You know, just to kind of put things and open up some businesses and stuff like that. Uh, but for the most part, from what I've seen within the economy, a lot of businesses did better than ever before. Like it was either, you know, either you got blessed doing this COVID shit or you got cursed. Um, and, you know, not to say that, you know, whatever you didn't do, you know, to survive, but, you know, in terms of a business strategy, but, you know, there's a lot of people that got really creative and they've seen more profits in the year of COVID than they've seen since their business has been open. So a lot of people who I'm talking to, you know, they've doubled their numbers from what they did last year. How? I mean, it's just the opportunity. Um, then you talk about, you know, with the snowstorm and shit, you know, I seen a post the other day and it made me crack up. They had the, uh, you know, the Indian dude with all the gold. They said, uh, plumbers 2021, yeah. Yeah, you know, the gold chains. I was like, yeah, that's about right. But, you know, trying to talk to them, you know, they, they book, they don't, you know, they booked all the way through May, June, whatever. So, but yeah, you know, we, we, we gonna, uh, we, we're definitely going to see the uh, fruits of this decision um, first. I just don't like being the test subject for all, you know, the the U.S. Uh, all of U.S. Oh, that's we're a test subject for everybody else. Who you think next gonna be the follow? Atlanta. You already know this. They go. You go after it's the. It's gonna be a state, not that's a city. Oh, state within Georgia. You go after the most black areas. For some weird reason, I think California might do it next. Uh, for some weird reason, I feel like they're either gonna be next or last. It's like they're they're one of them states. Yeah, that's that's exactly how to describe California. Most of the times, they're <laughs> first to do something. Like people be like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna say it's okay, you know, for children to you know get sex changes without their parents' consent." Okay, we're in. Wait, we didn't even tell you what the no, we're in. We're in. We're we're good. We're California. We're down to go. Uh but you know, that's how they are as a state. But let them talk about some gun stuff. Oh not mm, they shoot that down real quick. Yeah, they do background checks for bullets. Ooh. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I thought New York was bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a background check for a bullet? <laughs> Oh my God. That's why this that's why that you know that's why it sucks because that's when you see areas that have a lot of crime and stuff like that. Because what happens is is that the criminals can get access to the guns and the bullets, but then you have civilians that have to go through, and this is why I, you know, when I start to look at the um what's them, the NARA, I look mm -hmm. at some of their standpoints. That's some of the stuff that they talk about is the fact that you know you now make it harder for good citizens like myself to good purchase citizens. yeah to purchase firearms and bullets because i got to go through all these hoops and stuff to protect my home but you know you got whatever you know who criminals that can purchase guns and weapons and stuff like that um so yeah i definitely see the stance there but that's that's steep there that's steep <laughs> we're gonna do a whole episode on the most strict gun laws i'm interested <laughs> now i'm real interested on who got the craziest gun law yeah, that's that that could be an interesting list. You know, I think up there it could be California, New York, 
I'm gonna throw Rhode Island up there just because. Just because you don't know nothing about Rhode Island. I just feel like because they small, they feel like, you know, they don't need guns and stuff like that. So they probably got like real strict them, laws. Them are the biggest two states that I can think of. You know, in the world, though, have you seen the world's gun laws? Now, that's crazy. Like, in, no. I think it's Japan. You can't even have like an airsoft gun. Like, and right. if you do have an airsoft gun, you have to rent it out, like from the police station. What? Have, I'm not about have, to sign out an airsoft gun. Yes. To go shoot at birds. Yes. Well, uh, shoot at birds, but. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that's pretty much what you get a BB gun for to shoot at birds, squirrels, and, well, and wildlife. Mm. That's what we just going to say is for. Now, if whatever you do is extra, I'm not, hey, I'm not going to tell on you. I'm going to let you tell on yourself. Speaking of wildlife, I don't know if you check out my beard or not, but it looked like your boy, I've been through the wildlife in about two, three times already. I ain't. Got the bird's nest. Yeah, I got the bird's nest, bro. And I just cut it. That's that Baron Beard working for your boy. So y'all make sure y'all go to www.baronbeard.club and get you some beard oil so you can get this bird's nest. Yeah, through all these different weather conditions, it'll keep your skin right and tight and bump free. Because <laughs> I've, I've been using it because... Bro, these razors. I wasn't going to even tell you your skin look good. I ain't know if that was like, you know, something I could say, but your shit looking kind of smooth over there. I just realized that I'm beautiful. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, rescind, I rescind my comment. I try to keep it, you know, just above water and you give them an inch, they're going to try and take a mile. Ah, uh, man, I just realized that, man. You can't call yourself you can't call yourself beautiful, man. You can call yourself beautiful. Just don't call yourself beautiful after I just gave you a comment of how good your skin looks because you use bare and beard. But it's all right. It's all right. It'll create a regular man to a beautiful man. All right, I like that. I like it. Speaking about a beautiful man, let's let's get into the topic of things. Um, you know, talking about, you know, just men in general. But, you know, my question for you. I don't know if, you know, I, I wouldn't I would even chalk that up as a quick draw because this is going to be layered. But, you know, we look at, you know, we talk about, you know, with women all the time, you know, what is a, you know, what do women look for in a relationship and stuff like that. But, you know, as we move, you know, in towards a more progressive society that has more options, um, you know, more technology to where we can connect um, and network and, you know, it's, it's just, you know, we have things at our fingertips, you know, what is the, what is the, I think, you know, the, the turning point of a man, you know, not being happy, um, you know, what is the, what's, what's the better yet, what is the breaking point of a man um, in a relationship that you think, uh, what are some signs, what are some things that, you know, maybe your friends have dealt with, uh, maybe you've seen within your family, parents, whatever it may be, but, you know, what are some of the breaking points of, you know, a man in a relationship? Uh, I would say this is something I learned from older generations, uh, not just my family, just from other older people. Um, when you talk to older people, a lot of times they talk about what they regret they didn't do, um, all the chances and opportunities they wish they would have took. And ultimately, I feel like in a relationship, when it comes to having a better relationship, you need to be a better individual. So to have one side, like 
you know the you know the saying two halves can make a hole in a relationship. Yep. Gotcha. I believe two holes need to make a hole. Because I you know, the female can't make the man happy and the man can't make the female happy. Mm-hmm. And you can't be half ass happy and try to make a happy relationship. So taking so say if you have personal goals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh you want to be the best that you can be. I actually just um watched this video with Dr. King and he was talking to a group of middle schoolers about like education and just going as far as like being the best that you can be. I don't care if you so want Dr. to be Martin a Luther King? Yeah. Okay. I'm it, making sure. What what did you thought I said? Well you said you seen the video of Dr. King, nigga. I'm like, that's pretty I'm thinking recently. Oh yeah. Okay, Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay. Anyway, so he was basically saying if you thrive to be something, be the best that you can be. If you want to be a tree and you can't get to the level of being a tree, be the best shrub you can be. If you can't, if, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you shoot for the top and you just not that type of person, it's just basically he's saying be the best you can be overall. Gotcha. Shoot for the stars. So in anything, you should always make sure you're doing the best for you. And when you hit a breaking point for a man, um, I think that's that regret factor. When you get to a certain point and you like, um, dang, I wish I would have did this. But you know how women say they have a biological clock. We have a clock too. Where we like, man, I can't even do that no more. How many times you can talk to somebody old enough and they like, you still young, you can do that, but not me. We got a psychological clock. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think our breaking point might be a little different than women, but because I was, it's more, you know, psychological. There's this more biological because they look in the sense of, you know, bearing children and stuff like that. They get to a certain point of life after they have kids, stuff like that. Yeah. We look at it like I didn't pass up the time to go to school. If I'm 35 years old and I ain't went to school yet, I'm out of time. Yeah. When you, I mean, necessarily, I wouldn't say you're out of time. But it's a whole different struggle, you know. It's a whole, it's a, it's a bigger sacrifice, um, and I think you know, just knowing, you know, guys are, you know, psychologically, we're, I would say, we're, we're more driven, um, just in terms of like our, because we're frontal, we're okay, so we're frontal lobal, um, which you know, when we talk about the, the brain cortex, I mean, we operate from a more primitive side of things versus our female counterparts. Um, so in that, you know, we we focus on the immediacy of, okay, what's, you know, what am I going to eat tonight? You know, what's the, you know, what's the goal, um, you know, work-wise and stuff like that. Uh, and then also, we've also been society, by society, we have been, you know, conditioned to, you know, you got to be working hard. You know, this is just, you got to be the man of the house. You got to be working hard. Like, this is something that's been, you know, regurgitated to us since the beginning of time. Um, not only because of physical reasons, but also, you know, God blessed us with, you know, that's that's our ability. That's that's what we're here to do is provide and protect. Um, and, you know, part of that, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things that guys, you know, regret is missing out on that opportunity you know, to where they could have, you know, whether it was business, school, um, you know, something dealing with goals versus like, you know, outside of family, you know, and I and I see it and I even 
I was listening to a song um, by one of my, I, w- I would actually call him probably one of my favorite new artists, you know, a lot of people don't know about, uh, but his name is Jada Great. And he had a song and he was talking about, um, he was singing to his son and he was saying, you know, I'm sorry for like, you know, putting my goals over you, like missing out on those times with you and your sister, you know, trying to trying to go chase my my dreams and stuff. And he used a line about like, you know, bread and butter. I was like, yeah, I feel that. Cause like, you know, as like, even right now, like, you know, we're away from our families, you know, I'm still here with my house, but you know, you know, we're away from our families, but it's because we're trying to provide, um, you know, we're trying to, you know, be that head of the household, um, you know, do the extra things outside of, you know, just the day-to-day hustle um, and stuff like that. Like we make the sacrifices um, because that's, you know, we're goal driven. And, you know, a part of that, you know, that's like one of the biggest loss, I think, where you see like a lot of guys when they have that that turning point, that breaking point of a man is when, you know, they realize is that they can't achieve that goal with the person that they with. And, you know, that, that shit hurts. Like that really hurts because you have this vision of, you know, making it to the top, you know, with certain people. Um, and this is not only just like relationship, but also friends as well. But like, you know, the hardest thing is cutting, you know, cutting loose that dead weight. That's, you know, that, that dead weight, it'll, it'll sink you and it'll hold you back for so long. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of times outside of, you know, just other women, but I think that's the biggest breaking point of a man is, you know, you know, being, you know, visualizing you not being able to be your best self. And that's scary. Yeah, I, th- I think another thing, uh, taking it from the parenting standpoint, uh, we both have boys. So at the same time, we want to provide for our families and do the best that we can and be there for them. But we also want to be a role model to our kids and show them that if anything that you want to do, I don't care if you want to be an astronaut, you don't, you want to be a basketball player, you want to be whatever you want to be, work at it. Like you have to put in the work, you have to put in that sacrifice. You don't think LeBron James, James is just out here just when – off season is off season. He's just going to the house and chilling and just waiting for coach to call him up for spring training. Mm-hmm. The day after, he is back on the court. Win, lose, or draw. Like he's back on the court to try to keep building his skills and mastering his craft. Mm-hmm. And it, it has like a a good feeling. So we want to build legacy. So in your fraternity, if your son want to come right after you, you can build a legacy within your fraternity of them knowing you. So when your son comes along, it's almost like it's it's one of those things good and bad because, you know, you got to feel the shoes of your dad, mm-hmm. but they good shoes to feel. Yeah. That was hard. <laughs> I said that's probably what I heard because my dad, he was like, he was like a legend you know, coming up, you know, in the fraternity and stuff like that, you know, not only being a cane master, but, you know, other stuff, you know, that he was known for. But, you know, having to come behind that, I, I, I look at my son, I'll be like, boy, you better come with it, boy. But they gave you a drive, <laughs> though. They gave you motivation. Oh, yeah. That, they, I ain't gonna lie. I, like, that's why I actually, so I ended up on the magazine cover of, you know, our fraternity because, you know, I had like the highest GPA in the frat. Um, and you know, I was doing other things with leadership and stuff like that, but like, you know, I just, in terms of like always, that was like, that was my motivator. It's like, I have to 
you know, supersede my father's legacy in this because he laid out like I literally, bro. If I go to Louisiana and I say his name, oh yeah, 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 I know Bird. Like, bro, I am good. Like, I am. When I tell you, if I tell, I am good. Like, on some mafia shit. Yeah. Like, not even playing. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good feeling to know. Like, somebody kind of laid a path down for you, and all you doing is just making the road even better. But yeah. what you're doing is kind of giving. <clears throat> A, a higher goal for your child and oh, it's yeah. showing them that that bad minimum stuff because we we know a bunch of people who just go down the road and don't make a mark on the street yeah and you know at the end of the day it's like okay yeah you was a part of this but what did you do who did you impact yeah who who can you inspire because at the end of the day all this stuff is for a reason not just because you putting letters on your jacket. Yeah. And I think for a man, it's a more mental thing. Our breaking point is in our minds because we can bear a lot of things, but it's like when we got that tug of war battle, it's almost like you want to give up sometimes too. I, I agree. I don't think our battle is really emotionally for the most part. You know, every guy is different, but I just think as a whole, like our battle really isn't the emotional. It's not, you know, some, and I say a lot of them is physical too, because mm -hmm. sometimes it's, it's the lack of physical that can be the battle or the lack of the type of physical that can be the battle or the over physical <laughs> that can sometimes yeah. be the battle. So like in the in the army we have uh school selections. So we got airborne, airsoft, you got ranger, you got sapper, you have all these different schools. But one of the things that every school have that's in common is is to mentally prepare you for anything. A lot of stuff is physical, yes, but it's also to like when you lack sleep, that's to prepare your mind because if you lack sleep and then they trying to make you do more push-ups and sit-ups and all this other stuff now you mentally and physically fatigued and mm -hmm. they these schools they kind of work on trying to get you to think right under pressure and i think like a lot of people don't pass them because they're not strong-minded it's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff in this world you can get through if you can just persevere through these times and i'm not gonna say all but in a sense of what we see generally, what I see is a lot of men do um, persevere a little bit more than women because we sometimes, I'm not going to say all, but we sometimes use logic more than emotion. Mm. And because yeah. your emotions. My feminist wants to come out right now, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. Because like, I see it. I see it, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I see it because... You know, I'm looking at my relationship and I look at life. You know, I just think that. And, and 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 to our audience, this is from a man's point of view. This is from a man's point of view. Yeah, yeah, we gotta put that there. Uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not even put the feminist hat on today. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just roll with it, bro. Because I, I really like I, I can't argue it. Like I feel like you know you know we do have more logic, um, you know, in terms of our decisioning. Um, it's, it's not really emotional base and, you know, some, you know, and that's, and I would even go back to thinking primitively, like, you know, 
us as, you know, hunters, gatherers, um, fathers, head of the household, the tribesmen, the chief, whatever you want to call it, you know, that is a very, you know, at that point, you know, that was a very primitive state that we were in um, to where, you know, we had to be very logical in how we survive versus, you know, the yeah, versus the women's role during that time, you know, it was more so of the nurturement. So she's providing more emotion to the household, you know, stability, while the man is providing more physical um, things to the house. So it, you know, over time, you know, keep keeping that same type of flow. I mean, because, you know, you think about our society, women didn't really start working till, you know, what, the 50s, the 60s? Like, I would yeah. say, like, you know, like, really, really, like, on the forefront, you know, I said, like, the war, you know, during World War II or World War One, I, I want to say is that, you know, when all the men was overseas and stuff fighting, you know, women had to work. And that kind of ushered in the era, you know, of women, um, you know, coming to the forefront of the workforce. So we've only, you know, really seen women on the, you know, really on the forefront of the workforce, you know, for about maybe 70, 80 years. Um so, you know, all before then, you know, men have been trained to think and react logically. You know, we have been trained to be, you know, emotional to the standpoint. Like, that's why even now, you know, you see more and more Black people talking about mental health awareness, because that's more important, because now we're getting to the nuts and bolts of things. Now that it's okay to talk about your feelings. It's okay to have a podcast when, you know, a, a Black man compliments another Black man on how he looks. Like, we're... Oh, we're pat- Oh, Mark. Yes, Ken, you're beautiful. I, Ken oh, is thank beautiful. you. Thank you. There you go. But, you know, part of that is, you know, that's breaking the 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 uh, the system what we've bore, bore on our backs for years. Like we've literally lived by this stigma of what is a man. Um, and now, you know, our society, you know, we've recreated what, it, what that means. Um, so therefore, when we recreate that, what that means, you know, that means the breaking points are different. So, you know, you talk about, you know, men that used to leave, what, back in the day for, what did men used to leave? Let's let's go back to the men's in the 50s. Cause, you know, they, I would say more so they had like, that was more like drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. You know, you seen like a lot of guys, a lot of drinking, I think kind that of- That was the was, 80s, that was the 80s. They had well, a lot of industrial work. The they had a lot of, they had a lot of industrial works, workers, but those jobs was dangerous. Uh, and all they did was work, work, work. They came home. But you have to also understand, like, this is 2021. Times is way different. Wait, are they, though? Are they? Let, let's stop. No, because- when I say as far as technology, okay, I'm, I'm going to speak about technology and then the uh, allowance of information that we have in front of us. Um, Especially, like, right now, we talk about mental health from time to time because more people we're around or see more people talking about it in more public spaces than they would back then. Because I'm pretty sure they some groups of men and women probably talked about these things, but they just wasn't on the forefront because it wasn't the thing. You know how the old school method, like men work, women stay home, that old cliche uh, yeah. notion of how family is structured. When at some point, like past the 80s, when in the 90s when mass incarceration started happening with with black men a lot of women black women started to be single mothers so they started to become the head of household then the shift changed 
and I feel like that's where the independence of women kind of, especially in our community, had uh, revolutionized because they then had to become the strong ones. And now that we're moving into a more progressive area where the men and the women are independent because like today, you know, when a when you ask a woman, you're like, what do you have? I can cook, I can clean, I can do this. You know how many men can cook, can cook, clean? clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wash clothes. Like that's, that's not nothing hard to do at this point. Yeah, like you really not... have to... You really have to offer something that's valuable. Like you got to be able to help me spiritually, mentally, uh, motivate me uh, physically. Like if you in shape and I'm, sh- uh, I need to get in shape, or vice versa. Yeah. Like you and know, you. What about you this? Have to what about financially now? Exactly. I, I would even say even financially now because you know we're not on the same pay scale to where things used to cost a nickel and <laughs> your house mortgage was three hundred dollars a month or something. Like <laughs> we, yeah. we, we live in an era now where it's like, if you don't understand group ep- economics, if you don't have, you know, multiple streams of income or you, you either, you know, you, you're going to be forced to be below your means. Or if you do have those, you know, that's, you know, that's just a part of the part of the game. Like you talk about, and I was, it's funny. I was actually watching a documentary uh, with Mia last night and, you know, we was just looking at, you know, just people in Africa, and one of the dudes, he had he had three wives. Um, and, you know, people talk about it all the time. Like, you know, you're you know, if you you have three wives, you know, you can yeah, that means you can support. That's a sign of wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the re- you keep in mind, he's building wealth because now what he does is that he assigns certain duties to each wife. So one wife may watch the cattle. One might wife may um, tend to the farm. One wife may tend to the kids. So now you have three wives, you know, doing three different jobs that you don't have to do now. So now what you focus on as the man, go and get some more money. So now you're able to add to that wealth, but you, they're adding to the wealth as well. There, it's not like he's just wealthy. Like every time he takes upon a new wife, that basically, you know, that adds to what's going on, you know, to the pot as well. Um, so I thought that, you know, that's an interesting take on, you know, just looking at it, um, you know, outside of the traditional standard. But, um, you know, culturally, I mean, I definitely think, you know, that's something that we will see more of in the future. That'll become a more norm. Um, yeah. I think um, society is going to force us there. Economically, I, I don't think it's going to be a force. I think it's just going to be more open because. Uh, I would say men and women. I would say men and women. And and we can do group economics without having five wives. Kind of, sort of. Say kind of, sort of. Let me ask you this. You name you name me five friends right now. You can call and be like, hey, I got this idea. Let's put up some money and make this happen. Okay, I can call three. Exactly. That's why I said five wives. Group economics at its finest. <laughs> but you gotta build. You gotta build, man. Imagine if you had five wives and all of them have jobs. <laughs> it's not happening, dog. I'm not. I, that's a head. And I just think of it from a, a my standpoint. Like, baby, I'm not calling you a lot, but women are a lot by themselves. Just one. Just think about. This is my daddy always told me. Two women cannot live in the same house together. Look here. I learned from the uh, strategy of Iceberg Slim. So I'm going to tell you like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> if, if you can't manage one, you can't manage two. 
<laughs> so I that's you know that's you know iceberg slim he'll lay it on you but I think you know definitely you said it right it'll be more open but you know when did it ever close because in other societies you know granted America is kind of you know frowned upon but in Utah they do it Utah is different Utah is like Right we don't we don't know no we don't we don't like we claim utah but you know it's like that kid when you picking up a, a basketball team at pe mm-hmm. and you picking people utah is like in between utah and south dakota you picking last oh yeah I, I was trying to think when i said who 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 would i pick last after utah south dakota yep. <laughs> they do they do the uh the chili the ch- they do like spaghetti, but with chili. Oh, I'm sorry. That's min- that's uh, Indian. No, is that that's Minnesota? I'm sorry, I'm getting them confused. Listen, Minnesota does chili with. Mac- it's a lot of last choice states out there, but I'm pretty sure Utah is the last choice state out of the last choice states. <laughs> it ain't my last choice. I'll keep it G with you. That damn. I ain't gonna say it's in my top ten, but uh, you know, I would say okay. Quick draw. Boom. Yeah, you thought you was gonna walk out of this with no quick draw, huh? Uh <laughs> what are three states that are the last on your list to live in? Utah. And you gotta spend five years in each. South Dakota mm. and Montana. Okay. It could be cities or states, it don't matter. No, I'm going with those. Okay. Mm. Okay. What would be your three? Uh, Florida, number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy enough to live in Florida, though. Look, That's look, why look. I ain't say that. Florida, New York. <laughs> too many people. <laughs> Florida, too crazy. And uh, fuck it, California. What? I you can't... said like all three of the top three states that I would probably live in. Hey man, we got different tastes. I for one and Florida, I guess I probably picked all the three that you would live in. Florida I damn near. Not <laughs> not necessarily, but I'm not opposed to a few of those. But Florida too crazy. New York got too many people. And California, you gotta show ID for bullets. <laughs> That that just put a bad taste in your mouth when they hit you with the horrible bullets. Horrible taste, horrible. That they put that that they put them cells on the list when you told me that. Yeah, but I think you know to, to wrap this up. I feel like uh, all men different. Uh, we all have different breaking points, but I think more of ours are uh, more psychological. It's more in our heads. It's more mental. Um, and for women out there that's listening. Just if you with a dude that you know that you can live with and he got, you know, he feel like he'll look mentally down, stick it out with him. I promise you, you being his support system will be the goal to your end of your rainbow. I promise you. I agree. I, yeah. I definitely agree. I think, you know, if you can, you can't build a man, but you can definitely contribute um, to the growth. And if you see that he is, you know, definitely willing to, I wouldn't say change, but, you know, if he's definitely willing to accept growth um, as his path, um, no matter how fast he gets there, if you continue to see progression, 
um, then I would definitely, um, you know, say, you know, stick it out. Definitely give it a try. But other than that, if you got anything else, Ken, I'm about to take my ass to eat. I haven't eaten anything all I day. I feel you. I, I, I called you and your ass was over there. I'm going to hop a chopper, 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 chopper. Hey, man. Shit, but, was uh, it good? Sure. Damn. It definitely was. I had Genghis Grill. That was the first time oh, I ever had it. Oh, this nigga had Genghis. I'm up here calling you for the podcast, blowing That's your my phone first... up. Lies. Lies. We're not even going to get to that point. We're not even going to get to that point. That's going to just put I'm us over your eat, eating time. Genghis Khan and shit. <laughs> Anyway, make sure y'all go follow the podcast, The Dad Zombie, at D-A-Double-D-Z-O-M-B-I-E, on all social media platforms. Make sure y'all go follow your boy Ken on Instagram, Twitter, what else I got? TikTok. Uh, Ken Ken underscore, that's K-Y-N-G-K-E-N underscore, my co-host, Bear with the Beard. Hmm. Follow your boy at Baron Beard on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. I might start boom, adding boom. TikToks to my portfolio. And if you get a chance, and if you haven't already, you already know. Matter of fact, I'm going to mix it up this week. Y'all go to Flavor Wings. Have y'all had Flavor Wings before? Like, you've you had, we've met at Flavor Wings on a few Bro, occasions. The, what they call the bourbon? <laughs> the bourbon system. black and pepper. Bruh. Hands down. Bruh. Hands down. Hands Bruh. down. The best wings I've ever tasted. Oh, my God. And they got meat on them. <laughs> And they oh got my. meat on them. And then it, the the fries is the fries is good. It's always hot. I get the the boudin egg rolls. Yeah, like bro, this is the it's probably one like I would say the best chicken spot of twenty twenty. Like I haven't had anything better in twenty twenty in terms of chicken. And for those who are like my wife who love Wingstop Ranch, they got it. That's the same ranch. You know they got the spicy ranch now. Oh no, I didn't know that. They have spicy ranch. Actually, it's yeah. a house spicy ranch. It is pretty damn good. I'm gonna have to get that when I come back in town. You just put that on my mind and my stomach. But you. anyway, from your boy Ken. And bear with the beard. We out. <laughs>